Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Class action lawsuit has been launched in Quebec over issues with the ArriveCan app that resulted in thousands of Canadians, maybe you're one of them, be, or maybe this morning, being instructed to quarantine when they should have been exempt. Which is essentially imprisonment, isn't it? The class action is open to anyone who traveled to Canada while the app was mandatory for entry. You remember those days, November the 21st of 2020 to October 1st, 2022. I had a hell of an experience with the RiveCan. Trying to get back into this country. I may, I may qualify for this um, class action suit. Jeff Orenstein is a lawyer at Consumer Law Group in Montreal, and he's heading this class action initiative, and he joins us on The Roy Green Show, Mr. Orenstein. How much excitement have you generated with the class action? Well, actually, I, I took a look today, um, and it's, up, it's been up online uh, where people could join the case since uh, Monday. And we have almost 4,000 people that have, that have joined the class. That's a good so number, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty high, but probably because it, it received a lot of press during the last week. Mm -hmm. So what does the class action actually allege? Well, let me just make one thing clear, because uh, you had mentioned that the class action was, was filed out of Quebec. Uh, it was filed in federal court, which means that, um, I mean, it could be in any province because federal court is, is national, and so it covers everybody across the country. So it, it's, it, it may be that we filed it in the, the Montreal district per se, but, uh, but it's the federal court, so it covers everyone. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so the, the class action, just to, uh, to go over it, is... It, it's the time period that you mentioned between November 21st, 2020, and that's because that's when the ArriveCan app became necessary. Uh, it was required that you had to use it. And so, uh, and at the end period, of course, was October 1st, 2022, when, when it was no longer uh, required to be used. And the issue that came about, and I think the, the Auditor General sort of drew attention to it, is the fact that there were many times where the app didn't function properly. Uh, and now we see perhaps why that is, uh, and we allege it was improper oversight and management of the app. And so, you know, when there were new releases or things that came up, uh, sometimes people couldn't load it, sometimes they couldn't input their information, uh, and sometimes it simply just told you to quarantine when you weren't supposed to quarantine, like we saw in the Auditor General's report between that period of uh, June to July of uh, the one-month period of, of 2022. Um, and so if people, for example, are, are clients in this case, they, you know, they, they were exempt, they had their vaccine papers, but that was not sufficient because they couldn't access the app because there were problems with the app. And so they get to the border, you know, they show their documentation, but that's not going to be good enough because you didn't have the app as the way to show this information. And so they were ordered to quarantine uh, until they got a negative test. And 
that takes different amounts of time for different people. One of the plaintiffs, it was you know, a week. Another one was three to four days. But because of that, uh, there are consequences to this. I mean, one of them was had an uh, anniversary with his wife, and he had rented a hotel. Uh, they were going to spend you know, the anniversary together. That had to be canceled. You couldn't get a refund on the hotel. Another, the other plaintiff um, was supposed to go away for work. Well, that didn't happen either because if you have to be quarantined at your house, you can't do any of these things. So, of course, there's you know, those individual damages that are different for each person. But in general, we've also alleged a violation of the Charter, saying you know, it is people's rights under, you know, under the Constitution to be able to operate freely within the country. And if they can't do that, we think that's a violation of their civil rights. And so there's a claim for that as well, for damages. So specifically, anyone who in this country who had an issue, experienced an issue with the RiveCan because it wasn't working properly, they're the ones who can join your lawsuit. Yes, we actually were also careful not to restrict it only to Canadians. We put travelers, travelers to Canada is what's in the, the class definition. Uh, because it could have happened to someone else. So, uh, but generally speaking, yes, I would say the it mostly involves Canadians. Yes. Uh, what kind of damages are you uh, expecting? What, what's what will happen now? So we haven't quantified it for the reasons that I mentioned. That some of them are individualized and they're hard to quantify at this moment. Um, but we will obviously deal with the, the general. You know, there is a common thread, which is simply you know violation of your charter rights. That obviously has, you know, similar damages for everybody, although it could be different depending on how many days uh, you were, you know, you were obligated to quarantine. Um, so we haven't, we haven't quantified it yet. Uh, and we're waiting to see, you know, how many people, I mean, it's, it's hard to say right now how many people even were affected by it. I mean, if I take a look at just from the Auditor General's report, you know, we see 10,200 people for that one month period. So, you know, that's certainly something we have. 4, that's a big number. That's a big that's, number for one month. That's a large number. Yes. Uh, but exactly what happened to those people, I don't have those details. Were all of them, you know, forced to quarantine in the end? Did some of them, uh, you know, get out of it uh, relatively quickly? I, I don't have all the details for those people. Um, our client's case was not even during that period. Our client's case was in May uh, of 2022, where this, this happened. Um, and so we have, you know, other people that there are 4,000 people that have joined that I mentioned, or almost 4,000, uh, which could overlap with the, the 10,200 I mentioned. So we're also you know, working our way through that to see how many people it affected. But I would agree that I think the number will already, I think the number is fairly significant. Is there a particularly egregious story? I mean, your clients' stories that you shared with us, they're egregious, but is there one that particularly sticks out that you've seen? I mean, there's there's several stories. I'm not sure I read all the 4,000 uh No, but is, is there one that you read that really sticks out? No, I, I was sticking mostly to my client's uh, stories for the purpose of, okay. this, of this class okay. proceeding. But of course, everybody has their own, their own story. Uh, but I do want to clarify, it's, and I, I want to make this clear to people because I haven't you know, called everybody to see if they fit into our class definition, but merely having a problem at the border, for example, does not mean it's part of the class action. And I know there are, you know, there are several stories of things that happened at the border that you know, people are not happy about, and, and I understand it, but that's not covered by our case. It really is related to a problem accessing and using the ArriveCan app. That's okay. what this class action is about. How do people get in touch with you? Fairly simple. We have our website. It's uh, clg.org. 
uh, or you can just Google Consumer Law Group. Uh, it'll bring you to our page, and on the page it explains it explains the class action, and then there's a form at the end of it where you can input you know your uh, name and and information, and of course email address. The most important would be email address because if there is some important information, that's how we will contact everybody. Okay. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.